got to give credit to my teammates for first and foremost, but also, you know, it's just like I said, it's me growing, understanding that, you know, you don't have to just go get it every chance you, you can. You know, understand letting the game come to you. I started off slow. I wasn't mad at any of the, the looks I got. I wasn't, you know, it was just shots that just didn't fall, you know, and they'll fall. Cause I take those reps. I take those same shots I missed today are the ones I practiced a thousand times between the summer and now. So just continue to take those shots. And that's the biggest thing. You know, if you stop shooting them, then it's like you don't trust the work that you put in. And never that. I think it's just understanding your game and doing other things, offensive rebounding, you know, trying to find guys and assist, create pass ahead, push the pace, you know, little things that uh, ignite the team and, you know, guys around you will, will follow. When you go to your next Jazz game, visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6. There are free Papa Shot games, cornhole, foosball tables. You can enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. There's Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz win the season opener. They beat Oklahoma City. That's good advice. You know, I think I'm going to do that from now on. Just let the show come to me. <laughs> what does it say about PK that he would let the show come to him after all these yeah. years? Uh, just brilliance, individual brilliance, self awareness, humility, the usual characteristics I possess. Humility, first and foremost. Oh, no question. I'm very humble. Well, first and foremost, it's an academic endeavor. But May you rest in peace. Then but it's yes. about humility. Yeah. All right, you're ready for a new segment. Game one is in the books. What does it say? What does it say? What does it say about that game? Are we limiting this to the jazz? No. Or do we get to widen this out to the entire world of sports? Well, we're speaking jazz. I mean, I would say the league, the opponent, the standings. I mean, the Jazz already, they're locking a duel for the Northwest Division Championship with Denver. Denver with a quality road win to open the season. Right. Went to Phoenix and beat the Suns. In a sense, they've got the lead on us. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Jazz took the gimme at home against Oklahoma City. Right. Clearly in rebuilding mode. Well, that's typical Denver. They're not going to duck anybody anytime. (laughs) Anybody, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Jazz taking the easy way out again. What does it say about that Jazz win? The whole experience. I got one. I got a good one. Quinn cracked me up when he sat down there and they asked him about Jared Butler. And he said, you guys have asked me more questions about Jared Butler in the preseason than you asked Rudy and Donovan combined. About Rudy and Donovan combined. And I thought about that as I was watching on the Zoom after the ball game. I thought, and Quinn made note of it. I don't know if he was perturbed or what, if he just pointed it out, because he pointed out, but I don't know if it got under his skin a little bit, because obviously Butler was hyped up. I mean, he threw up an air ball, the first shot, I think, in front of the Jazz bench, and it was 0 for 5. Uh, And they want to know about because Butler has been getting so much run and then he puts up a goose egg in his first real game that counts, that goes down as recorded for time and all eternity, as you guys say. And I'm thinking, what does it say that one of the questions is about Jared Butler? And I think it says we're a really good team. The media is always looking for some fresh angles. What do you, the core of the team is back. Yeah, so what are you going to... Well, okay, you hammered a lousy team like you're supposed to. You did exactly the way you're supposed to and what you're supposed to. And so to me, by asking about Butler being 0-5, you're looking for some fresh angles, right? Whoever you're... If you're a print person, uh, electronic, it doesn't matter. 
and Jared Butler is a fresh story. So you're not going to say, man, what does it say? Donovan's in a shooting slump already. Well, that's stupid. No, no one's going to say that, right? And he talked about, we just heard Donovan coming back. You know, he missed some shots that he normally makes. Nobody cares. So you're looking for something fresh, and Jared Butler who was a nice, fresh story in a preseason, goes 0 for 5. So what does it say about the Jazz that people are asking Quinn Snyder about Jared Butler's 0 for 5? It says the Jazz are really good because you got these players over here who've been around for a good while, and they played well enough to just blow away this lousy team. So that's why we're talking about Butler because we're not. Well, Rudy Gobert had 24, 21 rebounds. I'm not going to ask if Rudy Gobert can rebound because he can. He had 21 boards. I'm not going to ask if Jordan yeah. Clarkson can come off the bench, yeah. put the ball in the bucket, exactly. give you instant offense. That's what he, he had, does. He had 18 points off the bench in 27 minutes. He looked Nobody like blinks. he was in midseason form. I'm not going to ask if Joe Ingles can still shoot threes. Yeah. Four of seven, 57%. Right. right. Exactly. So that's guess, why they're asking about so Jared Butler, because the other guys are all proven commodities. Right. There's two other guys to ask about, and that would be Rudy Gay, who you can't really ask about because he's not playing yet. Well, there's nothing to ask new. about. And then Pascal. What, what's he going to give him? And what is his role, and where does he fit? A bench guy. I don't know that he's going to have a role. Well, so is Butler. Yeah, but Butler looks like he's going to have a role. He does. And partly that's just because of who you're playing behind. Because right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the deal. Right. I get it. It's yeah, Conley. Exactly. Conley isn't going to play right. 35 minutes Pascal in Pascal would play games. that position. He might be getting it, but he doesn't. Exactly. Butler plays right. that position, and Conley, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, it looks like, and, and Forrest is out himself, right? So Concussion. It, lo- it looks Concussion like protocol. this young fellow is going to have a role, right? So, that was a natural question. And what does it say that the question was asked says that everybody else is all set and ready to go. This is just a continuation. They haven't played since uh, June, but not a whole lot's changed since June from those guys who played on the team. You got some new guys who haven't played. Yeah, but even the white side question's a little limited. I mean, we think we know who he is. Which, to me, that's my second thing that I took. What does it say about the Jazz game? The thing, the, the number one thing that I like the most about the game, the first and foremost, number one, is on one possession, white side early in the game, blocked two shots. And the crowd loved it. Because they all had a question you had. And we know his production dropped off big time. Now, so did his playing time in Sacramento. Is that the one-year anomaly? Or, back to your point earlier in the show about favors, Everybody loses it at some point. With the injuries, he's been robbed of his athleticism a lot earlier than most guys. It happens to everybody, but it's happening to him quicker. So is it happening to Whiteside, or Whiteside was in Sacramento, it's dysfunctional, and he'll go back to being some version, at least 80% of Miami-Portland Whiteside. Oh, I take that right now. I don't need that. I mean, I don't need he more than that. He averaged double digits in rebounds every year in Miami, and the one year he was in Portland, he actually had a career high, 13 and a half. Came out and got pretty much a board every other minute he was on the floor, which is a good rate to rebound at. One game against an overmatched opponent. But nonetheless, that's all he's had to show so far. Well, I want to see him block shots. Because rebounding to a degree, you need some other people. 
I mean, if you're getting wide open shots and the, the perimeter guys aren't defending them, well, there's probably not going to be a rebound. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be taking the ball out of the basket. But if you can block shots, because if you block shots, not only can you block the shot, but you can intimidate the shot, you can prevent the shot, you can cause hesitancy in the shot, doubt in the shot. And once a player has doubt, it's as good as missing. So a block shot is nice on the surface, but there's so much more that goes into a shot blocker's ability to be effective without actually blocking the shot. Nobody, nobody wants their shot blocked. Nobody. You don't want to get dunked on, but at least if you're dunked on, you're trying to block a shot. You're trying to put up some resistance. You're not just taking the easy way out. But nobody wants their shot blocked. And he blocked two in one possession. And I thought that was the number one most awesome thing about that ball game last night against a lousy team. That was the thing that got me most excited was him blocking two shots in the same possession. Well, there wasn't a lot to get you excited, so if that's what you held on to. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. I, I went upstairs and told my wife, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Son White said block two shots. Yeah, same possession. As soon as the first stoppage in play, I went up and told her. block shots. Yeah, two block shots. That's what they need. That's exactly what they need out of him. That's why he's here. And Locke will give you the stats and all and how the defense and everything falls off the face of the earth, basically, when Gobert goes and sits down. That was true last year. Yeah. So you're trying to minimize that. You're never going to replace that and have it be equal or better because he's just that good. But you want to minimize that as much as possible. And Whiteside had two block shots. What does it say? Jared Butler being asked questions is great news. What does it say about Whiteside? Yeah, he blocked a couple of shots. Precisely what I want to see. I high-fived the air because nobody else was watching with me. The solo high-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I, rare. But I don't have a lot of hardcore jazz fans in my household. <laughs> I only got two other people. One couldn't care less. The other one would uh, be interested in postseason. 81 to go, and then we'll be there. Yeah, and the quest for, for, for perfection is on. You can get your T-shirts. I'm going to have them at the plaza here. That'll be good for about a week. Mm-hmm. I got DJ's picture on it, too. If that. So, you know, I want to entice the ladies to buy it. So I put the sex symbol on there, the Channel 2 sex symbol. Oh, you should hear what the Channel 2 people say about you and your sexiness, man. Uh, Off the charts. uh, (laughs) When you come in. uh, Okay, just stop. And you're carrying your brown suit. (laughs) (laughs) This is a perfectly good segment until about 45 seconds ago. What does it say about this segment that PK's gone to this? You got any what's it it says? This was this was preseason 2.0. I thought the fans were so into it, but watching the game, it just smacked of two teams who both knew that this thing was going to be a 20-point game. What, what did that game say about either team? It said the Jazz are one of the best teams in the league, and it's just a matter of how many ping-pong balls uh, Oklahoma City is going to have at the end of the year. Yeah, but the problem with that is that we didn't need the game to already know that. Right. I completely agree. 
It was it was the Dennis Green game. They are who we thought they were. But I did not know Hassan Whiteside was going to block two shots in one possession, and I did not know that Jared Butler was going to go for five. In fact, I would have bet against both of those happening. Sure, I can see that. Whereas I would have bet, and we and I don't bet NBA. But if I did, I don't bet anything for you that matter. Predicted, I would have bet a large amount of money that the Jazz were going to win comfortably. Right. Basically, however many points they wanted to win by. And Ingles and Clarkson and Gobert came out, and well, and Bogey for that matter too, and they were who we thought they were. They did what they do. Yeah, it was, it was like just they were just extension right of out. last right. season. Yeah. But the game was sloppy. The game was ragged. Yeah. And it didn't matter. And everybody knew it didn't matter. I didn't even pay attention to that. It was no more ragged than I thought it was going to be. They only played two preseason games. I mean, I know they had four, but the rotation guys only played in two. So it'll be interesting to see if it's a little sharper in Sacramento. It's the first game. I don't Denver want it to be sharp. Three. I didn't, I didn't want Donovan Mitchell to hit shots. Why not? Because I don't need him to. Well, that's true. You don't. You didn't. Shooting is a law of numbers. Thanks, Matt. And so, what do I you know? I, what, why do I need him to go eight of eleven from three like Harrison Barnes did? No, home against the this G League glorified G League team. No, absolutely not. Brick away, Donnie basketball, and save it for when it, we we really need it. This is that's Quinn Snyder. No one even. No one batted an eyelash, and he missed a few shots. So what? I did think watching Oklahoma City, the old uh, baseball expression, quadruple A. You know, you're in the majors, but you're a mediocre player on a bad team, and you can look at the payrolls at the start of the year and rule out five or ten teams pretty easily. And those are quadruple A teams. Feels like this is the NBA version of quadruple A. They got draft picks. It's a rebuild. It's a multi-year deal. They got a couple nice players that everybody would take on their team. If they were available right now, there would be a line out the door to get a couple of these guys. But after that, it's a bunch of question marks. Agreed. The Jazz are plenty good enough to handle teams that have two good players and a bunch of question marks. I think they're plenty good enough to handle any team. When you're of this level, it's not about the opponent. Now Quinn's going to have you talk to the team. Because I think that's a message he wants well, to send you know over and over. Already? <laughs> There's not I a lot. I don't tell you everything. I think I would know. PK <laughs> will now address the team. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't tell you everything. I mean, like, you don't tell me everything. You knew for weeks I was getting canned at Channel 2 and you didn't tell me. No, I really didn't. You let me just die on the vine. That's not what happened and you know it. Check your texts. My tax returns? Your texts. Okay, I got texts. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't have any. <sighs> From the week when it happened. Oh. That'll give you something to do during the break. Well, yeah, what? you said, yeah. You told Fox, man, I'm glad he's gone. Nope. <laughs> when we come back. But don't you think, though, before we go, that it is all about the Jazz going forward? That them? Yes. How it, well it does doesn't matter play? who they play. Anybody in the league. Well, it does matter because matchups matter. You have to account for players. Right. So that matters. It does. Ma- so, okay. It is I'll mostly, amend that. It, it does matter but to it an extent. it's mostly about how they play. 
But they're good enough how dialed at their in. best, I believe, right. to beat anyone. And how dialed in are they? And are they at their best? And they are not dialed in yet this year. Nor did they need to be in game one. And I don't want, nor do I want them to be. This is a long road. We will talk to Joe Ingles about that coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. We've got to take a break right now. And when we come back, Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst, and a guy who just watched the team go through a midseason coaching change unexpectedly. Maybe he can give us a little clue of uh, what Washington State might look like going through a midseason coaching change of their own. Lincoln Kennedy, next. Stay with us.